Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Girl Economist, and coming to you live, we have with us Matthew Errett, uh, the one and only uh, multipolarista himself, and he's the one who's got, who's in charge of. He's one. He's one of the individuals involved. In, in, uh, I am slurring my speech. I need more <laughs> coffee. Of CanadianPatriot.org, CanadianPatriot.org, as well as the RisingTideFoundation.net. We ran into a bit of a technical issue earlier today, uh, earlier in the hour. Uh, that's why we're running a few minutes late. We're going to have a very special guest on, but we're going to have to res- uh, reschedule with him because where he was staying uh, in France, there the internet connection was absolutely terrible. They just had some bad weather ripped through the area and trying to connect with him on uh, the air. And it was going to be like a, a nice little quartet that we have prepared for you, so we had to reschedule that. But nevertheless, uh, Matt's here, and we're going to freestyle it. And there's a lot to talk about. So, Matt, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Well, you know, there's so many things to discuss, and I, I figured what we were going to talk about with Jeff was going to deal with some of the fallacies that continue to spread. You know, last week we we had some fun with uh, the grifter, uh, you know, the arch grifter Peter Zahan himself, and uh, people people generally responded pretty well to that. Um, and you know, flowing off that theme, there's been a lot. I mean, the the amount of of um, energy that's been put into deflecting people's attention away from the hand of the black nobility, the old families, the, the actual British imperial architecture that runs international fifth columns that people used to understand better before we were born. There's been so much effort to deflect attention away from that towards China, the global boogeyman supervillain of the world out to destroy Western values and traditions and, and submit the world to their world domination of the CCP I figured we would continue that a little bit because there's a few things that caught my eye um, over the last few months that people have been sharing with me. And I thought it would be worth nipping the butt a little bit and maybe setting some of this in context, dealing with some stuff that a fellow who you guys, I think, generally respect. I, I generally respect uh, some of the messaging that that Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone has put out, um, especially in regards to the the mandates and other uh, draconian restrictions that are an offense to freedom. Those are all very good offerings that he's done over the past year and a half, two years, since he's become a publicly active um, insider. That's all good. But then there's been some weird stuff um, that I wanted to address that's been going out, especially, you know, he's been using his highly influential Substack, uh, the many media platforms, to bring in things that sort of fall outside his, his field of specialization. Correct. Um, one of the big ones, I mean, this last week or a few days ago, maybe even yesterday, he put out something on fifth generation warfare, counterintelligence, and, um, you know, just really teaching people, um, of the conservative minded groupings, how, uh, counterintelligence operations are used to split, uh, truth movements and resistance using misinformation, um, a variety of limited hangouts, things like that. And he, you know, it's an interesting sort of like for dummies. It's like counterintelligence for dummies uh, packaged for a, a mass-based audience. Not necessarily fallacies anywhere in that substack, but it's it's strange how adept he's become and how um, like every day there's a new substack um, at teaching people how they're being um, fooled. 
So I just wanted to share a little video of him also delivering a warning that I, I just downloaded that somebody sent me. Did, did you also know that he's an expert in Russia? Uh, he's also an expert in the multipolar world. He's also an expert in uh, space warfare. Uh, and he's also an expert in uh, uh, souffle. He, he makes an incredible souffle. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I heard about that. It, it, I love how you put this up, man, because it's a, this is what people need to understand. When guys start talking about things that are outside of their wheelhouse and that information, especially the lingo, sounds very repetitive, it's a dead ringer. They're getting it from somewhere. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was going to share a video, but for some reason, I, I can't seem to do the, the share option right now, oh. so I'm going to have to describe it. But it's basically him at a, in front of a rally, you know, warning people that the intelligence oper uh, operations that are deployed – that we all... email, Matt, see if you can email that video, that link to the I private chat. Downloaded it. It's not a link. I oh, it's not a link. Yeah. You can't share your screen? I can't. I did uh, I did a present, uh, present share, share a video file. Or I could do share a screen, but can you hear the, the sound if I do that? If you play it, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you play if you yeah. share that, and then there's a little uh, dialogue box to the bottom left that says share a system audio as well. So when you play the video, it'll, it'll pipe through. I'll try. Uh, okay. share audio. Uh, do I do share window? Yeah, share window. Media player, share. Okay, here's a here's a good little thing he he said. It's true. What are you saying? Uh, Something happening right now worldwide. Um, there is a. I think a lot of of us have felt the force of a concerted effort to try to tear us apart, and to some extent, it's working. And it, it comes under the guise of these world, words like controlled opposition. There is a, a, an effort right now to destroy, as, as, as the truth is coming out, to destroy the integrity and cohesion of the resistance group all across the world. And it is, it is a powerful force that's hitting us in every channel they can. And I just plead with you, um, we need to keep all of us, there is no one leader. There is a diverse spectrum of decentralized leadership, which is what makes us strong. And do not let them put us in opposition with each other. We must stand together as community. That's the only way, the only way we're going to be able to resist is what we've learned is that what we've just experienced over the last three years is just a tiny slice of what they're planning to do to us. And if we're going to, if we're going to. All right. I'm just going to stop that. Who's they? Who's us? Right. Well, who's the they? Who's the they? It's um, the evil Chinese. Well, that's a problem. They that's want to convert us all into Mushu. And what, well, that's the thing, right? So when it comes down to the question of actual, like, well, where where do you situate the? Um, here, let me just do this again. Share my entire screen. Uh, share. So, can you guys see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing, right? There's two things that he's saying. Number Global one, domination. <laughs> I love the I love the graphic he's using. So this is the first time that I noticed that he really went on full hog, like tripled down on the on the question that the, the nexus of causality of all of our problems is located in the CCP. Their goal is world domination. This was sent to me on October 17th, 2022. You read through it. And I mean, he's basically citing as all, you know, populist uh, intelligence connected, uh, you know, platforms do like he's citing the, the Epoch Times. He's citing... Um, different groupings that are tied to intelligence networks. He's basically uh, citing the CIA. Yeah. He, <laughs> the Epoch Times itself, as we've discussed, and New, New Tang Dynasty is itself run by an intergalactic messiah named Li Hong Ji, who's living in a 400-acre compound in New York State um, after he was kicked out of China in the late 1990s for utilizing his massive cadre of devotees um, who all believe if you've been up, it's sort of works as a, a rates of initiation, the higher you go up the echelon, kind of like the Scientology, and the more you're purged of these demons the, or these aliens who are possessing us, 
says Li Hongji. The more you're purged, the more you're purified, the more you're allowed to know and be healed by this figure who can levitate, read minds, heal with his touch. Um, it's a really weird cult, but as soon as they started causing mass disruptions in Beijing, shutting down streets, um, it could basically the Chinese government was like, we've been through this before. They've got centuries of foreign operations utilizing the cover of synthetic cults to destabilize them. They kicked them out and they kicked anybody who wanted to be a part of that group. They basically said, you're not an official religion. We're not going to sanction you. So he got sanctuary in, uh, again, a 400 acre compound um, assisted by the CIA and U.S. intelligence living in New York, running a giant multi-billion dollar um, cultural warfare operation called New Tang Dynasty out of which they produce movies, documentaries, they produce plays, times, plays dances. Mm -hmm. um, this stuff is pervasive. It's really, per and also they fund a lot of think tanks. Um, this grouping um, is cited as a source of authority for the evils of China's motives because they have special insight into the evil of China that wants to steal our precious bodily fluids. You know, that yes. there's a character in... Uh, 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 how I, I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Yep. There's this crazy ass like US general in the in the movie who's like obsessed with the fact that the commies want to steal our bodily fluids. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how Li Hongji thinks. Like he's yeah. like his view morally is that God div God's expression of the divine is entirely in our organs. And that's why the aliens want to harvest our organs who are utilizing the deep state. The aliens are controlling the deep state because they want the human divine golden proportion bodies to be used as their own. And that's mm -hmm. why the CCP is sucking our vitally bodily fluids. Of course, there's never any evidence or anything but anecdotal uh, messaging from people who are themselves indoctrinated in the CCP who are not even in China saying this. But that doesn't matter. And it, it, that doesn't stop CNN and Fox News and every other platform from repeating the same crap. So this is the sort of thing that's being brought in that, you know, Robert Malone is literally citing that uh, Xi Jinping, he's citing somebody on the Hill who is also affiliated with Epoch Time, warning that Taiwan is going to be next as a victim of the evil CCP after Hong Kong has been subdued and the freedom-loving Hong Kongers have been subdued. And then he says Xi Jinping will use an array of deceptive measures to fool the world into believing that expansion coercion and hegemony are not in China's DNA. And then he says, in fact, they are in the CCP's lifeblood. If the U.S. falls into this trap, she will have won the great victory. This is absolutely racist because he's actually saying it's a it's foolish to think that this coercion and hegemony are not in China's DNA. You're talking like a like a like, a, you know, this is how eugenicist thinks that evil is located in your blood. But it's, it's actually the wise man knows that, um, and he, he then blends China and CCP, which are he's then saying this is all together in their lifeblood. Now, where's the evidence of that? In in 3,000 years of known Chinese, China's history, let's even go back to 4,000 years. Where has where have we seen China behaving like a global imperial uh, system yearning for world domination? I don't see it anywhere. I don't know if you guys see it. I, I can give you a perfect example of China's evil dominion. Oh. The fact that they are developing high-speed rail all throughout the world in places like Africa and Asia. Yeah. How dare they? The yeah. fact that they are putting out loans that are not lopsided and, and asking for mutually beneficial cooperation in, in, in development and infrastructure. How dare they? Yeah. And the fact they do, they've forgiven the debt of African countries 86 times and on three occasions created collateralized debt vehicles to offload debt without punishing their African partners. How dare they? Yeah, it's evil. Pretty, yeah, it's wild. Evil. Right? It's incredible. Yeah. It's and let me not get started on the Uyghurs. I'm not even going to get it going over there, Matt. Total, total cultural appropriation, right? They're, they're just imposing their, their Chinese industrial ethos onto the native the natives of africa who are happy walking 12 hours a day to get dirty water from a well what they don't really want that dirty chinese technology that allows for taps to turn and water to just come out into your kitchen they don't want that it's terrible but, you know and and then what is what does robert malone do he he goes on and he's just it's worth just reading through the stuff and looking at who he's citing as authorities 
And I, I'm not saying that it's he's a joke, man. It's so bad. I'm not saying that Malone is necessarily bad here. I'm, I'm, he might have been just duped. But all that to say, most likely do because what happens is this: you've seen this happen, right? You have a guy who's pointing out some very key things with what happened with the with the whole entire pandemic and whatnot. He highlighted a lot of things. Really did a good job there. And then what happens? He rises to prominence, and as soon as he gets he rises to prominence, either one side or the other side takes him. Either yeah. you're going to have the the, the 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 right, the American right, which is obsessed with hating China, and the American left, which is obsessed with hating Russia. Therefore, nothing gets done. Yeah, it's so, terrible this happens. Yeah, so, you know, he might have just been duped. I don't know. But so, you know, he's citing people like uh, this this character here who he's saying by his book this is the most important book in analyzing China by, uh, um, what's his name here? Peter Schweitzer. Who I just looked up. I I I, I bought the book. I, mean, I didn't gotten it yet, but I looked at some of his his lectures. I looked at his background a little bit as this China authority. This guy is an Oxford trained Young America Foundation uh, leader. Young America, by the way, this is a recap. It's it's a revival of the chaos movements that we talked about a few weeks ago with the Mazzini Young Europe, Young Ukraine, Young Ukraine, Young Germany, Young France young uh, Albania, young Turkey movements that were designed in the 19th century and into the early 20th to destabilize and undermine nations you don't like, utilizing populist movements of just basically mob mob fanaticism. No leadership, just mob fanaticism. Make sure that you just get a few rabble-rousers uh, to just channel, like Robespierre's, the energy of the masses into overthrowing the structures of any type of establishment architecture in nations that you want to cripple under a financier oligarchy. So the idea, and I got to look more into this, but this Young America Foundation was created in 1969. I'm, I'm sure that as I dig into it, I'm going to see more connections that are of, of interest. But this guy, Peter Schweitzer, comes out of this, this, this swamp. He works with uh, Robert Malone at setting up a foundation in 2012. Uh, sorry, not Robert Malone. Sorry, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon had uh. set up a foundation in 2012. Um He's a Hoover Institute fellow. Hoover Institute is an ultra right wing think tank. And this guy is tied to intelligence left and right as it, it's it's wild. So this guy's making the same thesis that the CCP is, you know, has been out to destroy the Western civilization. And that's their sole objective is turning the world into their their slave class. And again, it's it's a lot of projection, because as we were saying, they're all of these figures that Malone is citing are all asserting that it is in the Chinese blood to have global domi domination. Um, the fact is, when you look at how China interfaced with the external world, whether it was in the, the first Silk Road 2000 years ago, or whether it was in the Tang Dynasty period, or whether it was in uh, you know the, 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 um, the maritime trade routes that were opened up in the 1420s with Africa, possibly even into Europe, um, we find only trade. We, there's no evidence of any military dominance. There's no evidence of any enslavement of foreign peoples like we've done all over our Western history. It's, it's a constant bloodbath of crusades, enslavement. And if you look at it, it didn't end when we became, when we won the civil or the, the cold war, it didn't end at all. It, it essentially, if you look worse. At it, no, it got a hell of a lot worse after we killed Dozens of nationalist moral leaders around the world during the Cold War that was carried out by the CIA. I don't see such examples uh, from the Chinese side during that same period of time. The growth of regime change operations violently carried out by CIA and, and CIA proxies along with MI6. Um, and the list goes on. It's, a, it's well over 200 uh, cases of coup d'etats in a violent way as well as the um, the color revolutionary new type of regime change that's also been add, added to the mix increasingly uh, since especially the 1980s. That's there's all of these cases. I you don't try to just do a, as an exercise a list of China versus Anglo American examples of this. You'll find that the Anglo American list is massive. I don't see the same thing in, in China, and the same thing goes for military as well as bio bio warfare bio labs controlled by the Pentagon. Um, we've got it over. A thousand U.S. military bases internationally, as well as well over 300 bio labs internationally. So these are things which are very, very serious. China has literally two military bases at this moment outside of their own borders, two, and they don't have any actual military bio labs. So that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Now, ever since then, there's been another series of articles. Um, here's another one. 
that Robert Malone has been pushing on his Substack, how the CCP operation ensnared the U.S. government, um, how our great freedom-loving Western government became entrapped and controlled by the CCP over the course of the last 70 years. This is part two of a series. The first one that he that he published was in October of last year called The Role of Biological Warfare and China's Drive for Hegemony, um, authored by this figure named Claire Lopez, the founder and president of Lopez Liberty LLC. And you're like, okay, well, that seems innocuous enough. Who's this 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 woman who is writing these things that he's then using on his platform to publish. Well, first of all, what she's saying, and I'm sure Jeff Brown, when he comes on to talk about some of these things is going to go into a lot more detail, but what she's directly saying, I just want to read a portion of this, that after going through the, um, after going through Hiro Ishii and Hiro Ishii's unit 731, so, uh, for those who don't know, Unit 731 was established in Manchuria in 1932, um, which carried out, as she says here, hideous experiments on captive Chinese. Well over 50,000 captive Chinese, as well as American and Russian POWs, um, were experimented on using his biological weird Mengele type of, op of, of uh, tests, uh, testing out cholera, gonorrhea, plague, other things to see how fast it rots and kills people. But then she's saying... It, after it was weaponized, after after this weapon was used, then she goes on to say, um, what may be less known is that Mao's communist regime did not eliminate Japan's bioweapons program in China after the Japanese defeat, but instead took it over and developed it further. And what she's going on in, in this giant article, part, again, part one of two, and this story, this this lie continues in part two, is that... China became the global leader of international bio warfare with the Soviets, with the Russians, which continues to this day. Is the that is a hundred percent bullshit? Yeah, total bullshit. Yeah, that Mao never took over the 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 weapons program from Unit Seven Three One. When Unit Seven Three One, first of all, it wasn't even sophisticated. That's number one. Number two, the weapons program that the seven, Unit Seven Three One did was nowhere near the level of complexity that the Germans were doing. The Germans were way ahead of that, right? Again, this yeah. is a field uh, operation out in the field in Manchuria that 731 was running this. Mm -hmm. What the Japanese did when they were losing this, uh, when they were losing the war and they were pulling resources back into the mainland, the research and, 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 and the actual research for those quote-unquote weapons, which is just basic rudimentary uh, uh, pathogens and, 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 and germ warfare stuff, like the most rudimentary, right? Like what you said, like gonorrhea and, this, and you know, syphilis and whatnot. Uh, they destroyed a, a, a the, the whole entire research and, and, and development of the real crux of of how to get it up and running. So when they so when when, when the Chinese forces took the region in Manchuria and and from seven three one because they abandoned it literally, right? There was hardly nothing there except rudimentary lab equipment. Maybe I, I mean the most primitive things. And this idiot moron, this idiot moron woman, wants you to believe, wants all of us to believe. That somehow there was some great advanced technology there, and they springboarded and were the leaders of germ warfare. Well, look, total fantasy, man. On top of that, like the the fact remains, independent of, of how rudimentary the technology was to kill people using bio bio you know germ warfare and stuff. Um, Hiroishi got a job, and that job was with Fort Detrick, Maryland, and the entire Unit Seven Three One was reconstructed Bingo. as part of the U.S. military industrial complex. And that's exactly out right now is that the, the or it's being brushed out of this history and, and history is literally being rewritten by this creative writer um, to be the opposite of as if she was writing for some sort of a Netflix uh, weird uh, alternative reality show. And then just again goes on to uh, weave a, a sort of narrative on top of this fallacy that ignores the existence of the entirety of the utilization of bioterror, bioweapons that have been utilized provably by the U.S. government to its own people, which again, I'm sure Jeff Brown, when he does come on, he's going to go into some serious case studies of all of this stuff, um, all the way through Korea, all the way through the Middle East, all the way through anthrax, uh, which again, Galveston Institute of, uh, of Technology, all of this stuff. I mean, the, the actual evidence that we have is not, is just ignored by her as she is citing, um, authors who 
she's quoting people who are quoting people who are quoting people. And there's like this yes. obscure Chinese um, opinionator affiliated with the Ministry of Defense in China who um, died in 2003, Chi Haoqian. I'd like to get Jeff's uh, remarks on this because he reads Chinese uh, uh, fluently. And there's something called the secret speech of Chi Haoqian. So if you could ask him about this when he's on in a few days, maybe it's going to be tomorrow. Um, I, I, I'd like to know what his thoughts are if he's read this, because it's basically some guy affiliated in some low level with the Ministry of Defense who put out a speech which has been translated very loosely into English and has been used by all of these Epoch Times affiliated CIA connected uh, think tankers to try to prove what China's ambitions are to uh, use, uh, you know, bio created viruses to destroy the West where, you know, they're literally saying in terrifying terms, um, these bio biological weapons asserted by this fellow Xi or Qi is to clean up America and make room for Chinese to find Laban's room. <laughs> Look at this. Um, oh, my God. To Hitler and Mein Kampf. So they're, they're trying to invoke all of this charged imagery as part of the narrative reframing and, and neurolinguistic programming. Because there's obviously that means a lot when you just say that word, Laban's realm. I don't think, oh first God. of all, that the original Chinese uh, will look anything like that. Um, I think it's highly, highly interpretive. Uh, second of all, I don't think that this character actually had any role to play in policymaking in China, but they took something and they're like publishing and, and using this as proof that, okay, this is what the Chinese government is doing. That's what they want. That's their master plan to destroy America. And that's what uh, the author of one of these recent speech or of this recent speech uh, has been asserting. China's master plan to destroy America is literally the name of this new book. Um, now, who is this woman? Okay, I'm not going to go into all of the 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 aspects of the fallacy that are trying to say like China, one of the things that she's saying is China didn't need U S technology because they were so far advanced <laughs> on bio warfare uh, because of the, the Russians who helped them for the last 70 years. Cause she, so she's also kind of casting blame on the Russians in this narrative. That's where it gets your mind. Right. So they actually never needed U S technology. And so the agreement that was agreed upon in 2014-15 to begin co like working together with the NIH with Fauci that involved the 2017, you know, everybody knows this exportation of certain research that Obama uh, had put on hold vis-a-vis uh, -vis the uh, the EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak into the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that then released intentionally, she says, and so does Robert Malone, intentionally released this terrible pandemic. Onto the world, which I'm going to stop for a moment. CJ, are we wow. off of YouTube yet, please? Yeah, yeah we're we off YouTube. Yep. Okay, yeah. good. So what she then says is that this was they they only did this in order to ensnare and and entrap the uh, the U.S. healthcare elite and intelligence. Oh wow! She says, and this is a quote from her article: "The CCP eventually, I believe, deliberately methodolic methodologically." Mm -hmm. I methodically thank you so much i've never been able to say that word and maliciously ensnared the u.s public health system mm. and its officials in its um biological warfare program by way of partnerships on gain of function research at the university of north carolina chapel hill galveston north Car north uh national labs and through u.s government funding for the wuhan institute of Vi virology um so she She's basically saying straight up that all of this was a trap that took our otherwise well-meaning but foolish oh. um, and a little bit too corrupt um, health officials and ensnared them into something saying and, – and she went on to say um, the elite capture. This is what she says. Now I'm going to read the second part. Uh, the methodological elite captured development of entangling relationships with the U.S. research facilities and public health officials ensured that when this was all inevitably investigated and revealed, evidence would show close, longstanding U.S. government involvement, which the U.S. government is, uh, it was obviously. Dude, this, this is incredible. Framed, thereby spreading the guilt <clears throat> for a pandemic the CCP itself unleashed and irredeemable and perhaps irredeemably tarnishing reputations and destroying public trust 
throughout the U.S. healthcare system. Oh, wow. We really should have public total trust in our government and public health care system, according to this woman, if it weren't just for this dirty, demonic CCP that instead yeah. really undermined that public trust. Uh-huh. Since it really earned it over 70 years of doing good for us and, and our neighbors. Well, you know, poor, poor victimized America in this case, right? Um, no. You know, it's amazing, Matt. What, the, what we're witnessing here is a PSYOP. They know the cat is out of the bag. They know that that all cause mortality is up 40%. They know that documentaries like Died Suddenly is making a huge impact around the world, especially here in the United States and the Western countries, right? So here it is. It wasn't Dr. Fauci. It wasn't our Western, you know, health and human services people. They were just duped by yeah. the evil CCP. It's their fault. Yeah. They're trying now. They're creating the narrative of plausible deniability. They're creating the narrative. They were just victims. They were duped. They were innocent. They were just going on the data. So here's the thing. So we have now two several so many fallacies building up. One thing, number one, that they would have you the all of these different variants of these sorts of lines of argumentation, which by the way began with Richard Sir Richard Dearlove in June June of 2020 was the first, or May of 2020 was the first who put this out on a very loud platform. This man knows his biological warfare, right? This guy oversaw MI6 during 9-11. He oversaw the dodgy dossiers of Yellow Cake. He oversaw, he knows the insides and outs of Porton Down. This is the guy who first came out saying this was deployed consciously by the CCP to destroy the West. He's the first one to do it, which was followed in lockstep by everyone else. Now, the fallacy in all of the variants that have come out is that the... The deaths associated that we were told of the millions who died by uh, COVID died because of COVID. And I think everyone has come to realize that the statistics were simply uh, made up. We know that the regular seasonal flu was made to disappear. And all of those people who normally die annually to seasonal flu, all of a sudden we were told they all now died of COVID. But all of those numbers who would normally die on average of seasonal flu didn't actually die of COVID and of flu anymore. They died of now COVID. So on the one hand, you have statistical manipulation. Where in those places in the world, as Denny Roncourt, an amazing researcher affiliated, um, well, he's he's based in Ottawa, he's done incredible, incredible uh, data analysis. And he has demonstrated that the actual overall uh, increase of mortality didn't really change change. before, before the vaccinations. Correct. There were some places where there were little blips at certain periods but that, as he points out, had nothing to do with this thing we were told is a virus, but everything to do with the government responses to it in terms of locking down uh, people in, in, into inhospi- uh, un- inhumane conditions in elderly homes where people weren't cared for properly. They were destroyed. Lives were destroyed. People were intubated who we discovered in hindsight, it was the intubation that was causing their murder, their death, which was murder, not the actual uh, COVID because it wasn't something which could be dealt with according to uh, receiving more oxygen in the lungs. It was it was something different that was at the heart of the problem. So you had all of these different ways of of applying a material set of constraints onto people's lives that caused death unnecessarily. That is true. But what we're finding, as you pointed out, with the overarching all-cause mortality increase of 40%, all of that has been because of primarily these damn mRNA uh, gene therapies that have been fused into our bloodstreams, causing all sorts of weird, weird effects as that documentary died suddenly goes through some of them. Now, what has Robert Malone done? I mean, this is a guy who himself is a uh, takes pride in the fact that he has been the co-developer of mRNA technology. Yeah, gene therapy technology, which he never said he's against. He's just said he's against the mandates of how the mandates have been deployed um, and the skipping of certain steps in terms of the trials along the way. But I believe, him, that, I believe he was vaccinated as well. I think he would actually took he says. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so does Trudeau said the same thing. So does Biden. I don't know if that's any that's true, but whatever. He so be it. Um, now that's right there pro- troublesome. The other thing that I've noticed is that I have a, um, here, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do a stop screen share. I'm going to re reshare something. Um, okay. So right there, you have, you have the problem that there, this wasn't actually just to reemphasize 
there is no actual evidence that anything was actually deployed from the Wuhan Institute of Vi Virology. There does seem to be a case where there was something, some form of pathogen that I'm, I'm quite persuaded was released that did result in hundreds of Chinese people. And we've seen the video footage of, of people like just all of a sudden falling, collapsing. That That's definitely something. We do know that the U.S. government has had since at least 2000, uh, when the Project for New American Century, uh, like Donald Kagan and Paul Wolfowitz, published their Rebuilding America's Defenses, we know that they said explicitly that the priority for U.S. bioweapons bio development would have to be ethnically targeted pathogens that could target specific genotypes um, as part of the new tool basket of 21st century warfare with a focus on China as well as the Slavic blood uh, races. But China was, was brought up very key in that process. Now, we know that that's been developed. We know it's been developed in the 300 plus biolabs internationally spread out, 40 of which alone are in Ukraine. Um, we've got another 40 or 50, maybe more in Georgia. We've got many more in South Korea. We've got, they're everywhere. They're all over. They're in Africa and Sierra Leone and South America. The U.S. Is, has built up a giant complex. Most of this after the anthrax uh, inside job attack of 20, of 2001, September to December. That's the that was the fear the, the the fear plex that was created in order to justify this massive expenditure in the hundreds of billions of dollars, 50 billion officially, but much more in the black budgets to build up this thing with no oversight, no total opacity. And the Chinese and the Russians alone of all the nations of the world have been trying to speak out at the U.N. Uh, about this since at least 2017. I see the first evidence of Lavrov coming out, making the point that people have to take this down and look at it. Um, so we have that going on. So there was likely the fact that high level targets in Iran were killed early on in uh, February, March of 2020 by something called, um, COVID. We were told that, but I mean, these are high level targets and Iran was especially hard, uh, badly hit. So there was probably stuff released. Um, what we, what we were given or what circulated here, I think was just the regular flu. I don't see any evidence. And again, Denny Roncour has published enormously. People who have doubts about this idea, just look at Denny Roncour's data sets. There was no overall all-cause mortality increase by and large in anywhere in Canada. U.S. was barely a blip. Most, most of Europe, barely a blip. So <clears throat> there was no actual virus. So there's a fallacy right there in the framing of this thing, blaming the CCP for unleashing this to destroy the Western civilization like Richard Dearlov uh, put forth in his script. The second thing, who the hell is this woman? And this is where I get a little a little ired. Uh, Claire M. Lopez. Who are you, Claire Lopez? Um, now, I'm going to do a little screen share here again. Uh-oh. Um, one second. Just falling behind in what I want to do. Uh-oh. I've lost my screen. I'm going to get it again. I'm sorry. Uh, there it is. Okay. Share screen. Uh, share screen. Share screen. Share. Okay. You guys see my screen? Yep, okay. there we go. So Claire Lopez, I just did a little quick uh, search. What's her bio? Claire Lopez is a strateg strategic policy and intelligence expert with a focus on the Middle East, national defense, WMDs, and counterterrorism. Specific areas of expertise include Islam and Iran. She began her career as an, intel an operations officer at the CIA, serving domestically and abroad for 20 years in a variety of assignments acquiring extensive expertise in counterintelligence, counter-narcotics, counter-proliferation issues with a focus on the former Soviet Union, Central and Eastern Europe, which is, by the way, exactly where the majority of a lot of these biolabs tied to the Pentagon have been built up, which I don't think she wouldn't know about. She has served. Uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a lot of red alarms that go off. I'm not going to, like, unpack all of this. She um, has lectured regularly for the FBI Academy in Quantico, uh, Virginia on international relation, relations, terrorism, Iran. So she's an FBI, a teacher of the FBI Academy. Um, a lot, like there, there's a lot when you scratch on any of these things, but tell Memorial Institute, I mean, so many red alarms. This woman is not former CIA. She's not former intelligence. That is what she is. Now, when you look at, well, Bingo. what is her views on Iran? I just like Googled a few of her speeches that I read. Uh, and this is an interview uh, that she delivered to the something called the objective standard. But so she's now representing 
the Center for Security Policy at the Clarion, uh, Clarion Fund. I How do these mediocre minds get into these positions, man? It's beyond uh, me. It's, it's pathetic. It's but so bad, bro. Fucking is grifters. Islam and the enemies of America. And so now she goes through her philosophy of America, which is great. We the people, all great. General welfare, blessings of liberty, ourselves, posterity, all great, okay? Then you start seeing how how she's been we woven mentally into looking at the world. I think that they, they're processed like little Borg zombies into this in through their, their conditioning. But foreign policy, just as domestic policy, must be based on the principles of our founding fathers. Oh, all true, I agree. All men are created equal and therefore free. Great, I agree with that too. No government is truly legitimate unless it governs by consent of the governed. Okay, lady, I can get behind you. That our uh, rights derive from human nature or the creator and cannot be given or taken away by any government because they are inherent. So far, so good. Lovely. That the individual is the most important element of society, not the government. Okay. And that the individual acquisition and ownership of property and the government's defense thereof is integral to a free, free society. Okay. I can generally be okay with that. The world is a chaotic place. Now it's where it gets all weird, right? Now, after saying all these things that getting getting everyone's heads bobbing up and down in agreement, like, you know, preach, sister, I'm totally behind you. The world is a chaotic place, but certainly less Hobbesian than it used to be because the proponents of America and Western civilization have sought to implement, however imperfectly, a foreign policy based on these ideals that she just went through. It's like, yeah, really? The last 80 years since World War II have been these ideals imperfectly applied uh, of the spirit of the founding fathers to the world. I'm sorry. Did you see the world in, in take a, like, did you really look at what we did to the world? Um, no, we, we burnt it. We burnt it all. Uh, American leadership needs to restore domestic and foreign policy to align with these principles. And then when she gets at uh, 9-11, who attacked us in 9-11 says the question, uh, the questionnaire, what motivates them? Islamic jihadists, she says, an Islamic jihadist alliance of Al Qaeda, Iran, and Hezbollah attacked us on 9-11. <laughs> what the hell is that? We already know it's been proven again and again that not only was this an inside job, uh, this was that the entire existence of Al-Qaeda is ent due entirely to Operation Cyclone funded by U.S. taxpayers under Zbigniew Brzezinski's leadership starting in 1979 to destroy the Soviet Union, which funded radicalizing madrasas all over Afghanistan. That's where Al-Qaeda comes from. And this whole trope of the right wing that has just been embedded, repeated, repeated with no evidence that Iran is somehow in bed with like Shia Iran is in bed with like radical yeah. perver perverse oh. Sunni Al Qaeda. Oh, yeah. There's no evidence of any of that ever being real. Never been but true once. It's not about that. It's about convincing the American pleb. That's what it's all about. So it's China and Iran. This, these are the two supervillains that this woman has been assigned to weave and reconstruct arguments to, to channel the hate and fear energy to the two least understood civilizational forces that go back thousands of years Correct. from ignorant Americans who don't know shit about where the world is. They probably Literally. mostly couldn't even find Iran on a map. And they're all being induced to believe that Iran is this, like the killer of their children on 9-11. Yeah. The biggest um, sponsor of terror. Exactly. Uh -huh. Ignoring the actual causal hand of the of U.S. intelligence, which to this day has been supporting ISIS, the new variants of, of Al Qaeda, including the variants in Africa, have would not exist were it not for the vast support by NATO proxies and direct U.S. intelligence operations, including British intelligence, things like the White Helmets. Read Vanessa Bealey's research on the White Helmets. It's powerful. It's entirely controlled by British intelligence that has been creating false flags, um, other forms of crisis actor situations to try to get us to believe that people like Gaddafi, Bashar al-Assad have been evil supervillains that deserve to be bombed to smithereens by humanitarian forces in the West that would go in and save them and bring democracy like we've done so well to every nation we've bombed back to the Stone Age. That's her assignment in life. This is the woman who, who um, Robert Malone has given over his platform to as an amplifier of this message. So on top of this call for, okay, warning us about how counterintelligence works, fifth generation intelligence warfare. He's saying all of these things, but yet he himself is promoting it willingly or not. And I'm going to say or not, because I, I do think it is, I have my suspicions of what it is. I'm going to say, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I don't want him to sue me for $25 million the way he's, he's, you guys have heard how he's suing the Bregans 
Peter and Ginger uh, Bregan for $25 million. You heard about that? I haven't heard about that. Nope. nope. No, why? Of it. This is a heroic couple who have been around. They're two medical doctors who have been fighting their activists. That's a picture of them right now. One's in their 70s. The woman in, in, uh, Ginger is in her 70s. Peter Bregan's like 83. They have been fighting the system, the big pharma companies. Um, they've been fighting the school systems throughout the 80s, the 90s, and they've been winning cases uh, that have stopped the imposition of antidepressants onto children who just sure. need to talk. They need creativity. They have been like champions fighting in legal courts, fighting on science relentlessly for 40 plus years. These people have a track record of fighting the system and doing it with integrity and science consistently. They made the mistake of saying in an interview, they criticized how Malone was utilizing the concept developed that's become somewhat popularized as a meme or in the zeitgeist right now of mass uh, formation psychosis. They were basically saying that this has been misused and it, it is it is wrong how Malone has been using it. And simply by them doing that, by being critical of Malone's use of this, Malone has sued them, has brought down teams of high paid attorneys to destroy them for $25 million. These people live in a tiny house. Um, they're being destroyed. So you're now saying, Malone, who's saying we there's uh, there's forces out to divide us. Yeah, this asshole is one of them. Yeah. And where the hell did he where the hell did he get this elite team of lawyers? Who's who's footing the bill on that one? Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? Like where exactly do what what is what is Malone, right? What is he as a creep? He's he's bragged on Joe Rogan. that position. That's what he is. But that's the thing. As soon as you say that, as you heard from his speech directly from his own words, as soon as you say that controlled opposition, we know that you are the one who's the controlled opposition who's being used to, to split the freedom movement. Because yes. it is the use of it's by blaming people for it. The second you think that somebody's a controlled opposition, that means you are the controlled opposition. That means you should be shut down. You should be ignored, attacked. Just by and I'm not saying that there isn't um, like there's obviously controlled opposition, and it, there's obviously people who are badly blamed. I have been badly blamed as well by many people for being controlled opposition, just because I criticize people who say certain truths. But well, I they call me and CJ Russian lovers, don't they, CJ? They do. Not they that do. CJ and I are, are Russians in love with each other, but we just like Russia. Well, yeah. Matthew, I'll be brief. I know yeah. we're running short of time, but you know, I say this all the time. I posted a Discord the other day that you know people are going to speak uh, in favor of things with the, that are w within their own belief systems, right? And yep. they're going to speak positive to those. So I think that's a natural tendency. Um, you know, I you know I think we have to question nowadays anyone that's propelled onto the scene as a and as, as an authoritative person. Um, that's featured on some podcasts we've we've mentioned it before on Joe Rogan. I think what we're witnessing now is the fact that there is a national momentum to really hold accountable the NIH, uh, the CDC, uh, a lot of the government institutions who funded this type of technology, and uh, a lot of the people who financially have benefited from that in the past are are afraid that that funding could be cut. So how do you counter that? You start blaming Russia. You start blaming China versus yeah. the actual institutions that did this. So I, I think this all has to be about, you know, greed and, and, and funding and dollars and their attempt to really, uh, you know, change the direction of where people are starting to point the fingers internally at the United States regarding what happened uh, with with uh, with COVID. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole system is designed to blow. I mean, the, the, you got to keep in mind, the objective has been to get the United States to eat itself up and cannibalize itself under the conditions of what they did to Germany in 1922 under hyperinflation. It's a controlled demolition that they've been planning for many, many decades. So they want the financial system to collapse from the top. Like, that's what it is. It's a it's not a financial system. So they want a civil war. They, they, the, 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 they want what, the, what, what didn't happen in 1865. They want that to now finally happen. And so part of that goes with the idea that um, like the, the way that the young the young Europe movement, you know, of, of radical anarchists was able to be created as sort of this this mob grouping was through economic despair. You create conditions of injustice and economic like just fear, insecurity, um, resentment of the, the rich. And you were able to then like mobilize these groupings to become a force of just destruction, but guided by the hand of intelligence operatives and, and often tied to Freemasonic operations. And we went through a lot of that a few weeks ago, um, just in terms of what was going on in, in Bosnia and, and Serbia um, or Serbia specifically. And um, part of that involves no leadership. 
the idea that that having a national government or having leadership that like a Martin Luther King figure or a John F. Kennedy or a, a, a Donald Trump type of personality, uh, but that would be a leadership type of character or a Lincoln character, that is an authoritarian personality. And uh, we should not have that. We should just have individual local little mini mini groups and mini clusters organically just forming in some mystical way. Um which as soon as you get into that mindset, you're going to be controlled by actual forces that will want to use you to, and I'm not saying sometimes there's no leadership, like right now there's no leadership or not, not very much. There's some, but not very much, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't tr try to find the, the leadership within us as well. And, and that's good. But part of this, this repetition is just cut the heads off of the disposables, the Fauci's he's like a disposable character. The, the Peter Daszak's these guys like, like Rob's Pierre got thrown to the mob and had his head cut off. So did, you know, many of the leading uh, useful idiots who were ultimately corrupt but disposable. And they're willing to, like, you know, throw a bunch of these these expendables um, off to the, 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 the those those carrying the, the pickets and the pitchforks, um, which is what's being sort of cultivated. It's this hate idea, though. And we should definitely hold them accountable. But at the same time, that's that's not enough. We need to have a sense of a higher discussion of what do we positively do to save the world, to stop World War III, to rebuild our infrastructure, to build harmonic relations with Russia, China, and other countries that want to work with us, not destroy us. Um, that should be the, the what's primary. The, the idea of the revenge on the injustice should be a much more subdued emotional um, experience, but it's not. It, as, as much as it's being amplified by the Bannonites and the, you know, all of these things, it we're, we're increasingly turning into a more radicalizable mob that could then be used for a civil war type of experience when the economy does blow out and people don't have food to access and they get much more angry and much more violent. So that that's my big concern right now is is just a lack of positive discussion and thinking on it on that higher level. And yeah, just blaming China and 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 Iran for all of our problems. It's just so many people are are they're they're unaware and they, they just trying into it. I, I'm sick. I'm sick and sick and sick. And this is why I keep saying, Matt, that the collapse of the United States is not good or evil. It is necessary. When yeah. the wind is, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about the economic collapse. It has to happen. Yeah. Because when, when, when a civilization is caught in the type of trajectory that we are in, there's no escaping this. Because once this thing is done, then if the people with sense are still left over, we can be able to recapture what, and, and, and take control of the narrative. Uh, people like this idiot woman, Clara Lopez, a moron. I'm tired of political science degree majors uh, with very mediocre backgrounds getting into incredibly high positions of power and influence. This is dangerous and it needs to stop. I, this, like No serious power in the world operates their foreign policy like this or their decision making or their own civic planning. This is insane, man. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, and, and also I, I think an idea, and uh, you know, feel free to, to to chime in your comments. But I yeah. think that the the true ideas of of uh, individual liberty and freedom are always ring true are regarding the individual themselves, and believe that the individual can make a difference. Not belief in the institutions, not be the belief in 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 government. Uh, it's the individual that makes a difference, and and as long as people keep pegged. To these legacy systems that have been corrupted, um, then they will still still stay tied to those systems. They have to understand the ideas of, of, of individuals and tied and networked into their local uh, communities. Um, it doesn't mean you have to be an anarchist or anything like that. It just means that uh, the, the systems are, are they need to be changed. They need to be uh, you know decentralized from a, the form of the system that we've been managed for several years. And the whole concept of of, of like MAGA, make America great again is that you have still people believing that at one time America was great versus the true history of our country, uh, ranging from JFK to MLK, uh, the amount of corruption that's existed in the legacy systems uh, being Washington, D.C. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, you it's about you don't want to ever get into dichotomy dichotomies of like it's all about, you know, left or all about right or the all about the individual or all about the whole, because then we, we fall into their traps. That's how they've right. always the oligarchy's always played us that way. As with, but at, to the degree that we see, like JFK said, right? Like, ask not what the government can you do for you, ask what you can do for the government. Now, that that's mis misused by a fascist. So, fascists will love to utilize that language 
to uh, promote uh, things that are ultimately designed uh, to kill us. That doesn't mean that what he said is not true. It just means the words themselves, language, language is intrinsically an, an ambiguous thing. It's all about context and intention that infuses meaning into words. So two people can use the same word and you could find that the meaning of the word is very different. Um, so I, I think, you know, if something was corrupt, like St. Augustine proved, if it, if it was corrupted and pe and he was responding to people who say that human beings are, are intrinsically corrupt, we're, we're intrinsically a creature of sin and evil. And he was saying, well, no, I agree that people are corrupted, but if they were corrupted, it means that they were once good because only the good can be corrupted. The, the bad can't be corrupted. It's a, it's a, it becomes an oxymoron. So then if, if, if it's the case that there is the seed of good within something, then it can be um, healed unless it dies. If it dies, then it's too late. You can't bring it back to life necessarily unless you're a Jesus character. But um, if, it, if, if it's still there, then, you know, the idea of, of JFK or what Martin Luther King was trying to do was to say, okay, well, let's infuse the original life essence back into the things that were corrupted, um, whether it's in the banking system, whether it's in our foreign policy apparatus, whatever the case may be. Not all, I mean, not all legacy institutions are bad, you know, it's, you, you obviously some of them are and should be crushed forever. Uh, but to say all of them are, should be undone is also. Well, you name we, it, right? The church, yeah. the church, government. I mean, it's, it's, it's far like a lot of the beliefs and the things that have been programmed into modern day things have been corrupted, you know, for, for a long time. It's been corrupted into the way that they wanted to shape humanity into whether it's organized religion or, or, or government in itself. Um, so, yeah, I think it's probably for a, for a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's a whole, that's a big, big discussion we should have and, and maybe bring in some other people to have some, some diverse voicings. Um, I'd be down for that actually anytime, but definitely have this question of like, what was, what was the, the, the American system? What was, what's this continuous thing that's been suppressed from our history books, from our knowledge base, what, what Lincoln was doing, what FDR was doing, what McKinley was doing, what JFK was doing. There's a system that today China and Russia are reawakening as far as a way, a, a, a modality of thinking about value planning, the role of government, the role of law, the role of human nature within a process, the role of systems, how systems work based upon the, the need to always overcome limits. Uh, that used to be a, a, a very American uh, way of being that was infused throughout all of the institutions that were created since 1776. And, uh, and that's been increasingly consciously disrupted and, and lost by intelligence agencies that have, that have infused a lot of brainwashing and propaganda on a full spectrum since the moment FDR died, especially it got really bad and we've forgotten our own who we are. Um, so we we're sort of flailing right now with no, no bearings, no, no, nothing to hold on to and trying to trying to figure things out in fear. Whereas look at China, Russia, the, the, the broader Eurasian partnership, which is carrying out a real battle. Like that's, that's going on right now with this oligarchical, like satanic, you know, death cult that's highly centralized as a giant globally extended machine. They're fighting it and they're, they're wielding the power of government and these legacy institutions in a way, which is actually carrying out that battle. Sometimes they win, they win a little bit. Sometimes they lose a little bit, but the battle is happening and it's not happening in our part of the world at the moment in that, in that more effective manner that we see it being carried out in Eurasia. So my thing is just how can I possibly reawaken that type of spirit and thinking in my, my fellow citizens right now who have lost a lot of heart and, and kind of like lost faith <laughs> that, that it's possible even <laughs> that we, we have these weapons, you know? Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Very well said. Matthew Eret, the man, yeah. the myth, the legend himself, the multipolar restra extraordinaire. The mind behind the great game. You can catch him again, oh. risingtidefoundation.net, as well as canadianpatriot.org. And make sure you subscribe to his Substack and get his books and Cynthia's book as well. Amazing, amazing library oh. of power. What's up, buddy? Look at What's that. Up? What's up? It's uh, Breaking Free of Anti China Psyops. Oh, you so got the book. Got the book. Yeah, we got uh, a few hundred of these things now. Uh, where, where, do you, where do you. Uh, where do you get it? That's a beautiful oh, yeah. book. That's a beautiful book. Open that up again. Play this thing. Open man. it up. Pull it up through the camera. Yeah. Get it closer. Swing it sends Republican Revolution inspired by Lincoln's USA. I'm buying it. Where do I get it? Um, Canadian Patriot. Yeah, you go to Unfortunately, to get the hard copy, you got to go to Amazon. But if you send me an email, I'll send you a PDF. Usually, we ask a donation. 
Canadian Patriot 1776 at tutanota.com and otherwise, yeah, the Canadian Amazon Breaking is unfortunately free of up. the China sign Yeah, just go to the, the website, you'll see it all. Oh, over. It comes right up on search, man. <gasps> yeah, Matthew, are you willing to sign a thousand of them that we can get? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. Copies. I'll do it. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and if, if folks, yeah, definitely. And look, it's on Amazon. Yeah, look there it is. That. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's awesome, you, man. Now, Matthew, you're working with Amazon. How do we know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do we know that you're not controlled opposition? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> they just make it so damn convenient. I gotta, I gotta find out. They do. It's hard, man. Sometimes, look, I bite the look. There's a lot of things I cancel. I haven't watched sports since 2012. I haven't done a lot of. I've cut out so many things. My prime membership ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, I make my wife pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Can't can't completely extract yourself. It's uh, it's okay. It's all right. You know, as long as we're maintaining our souls. <laughs> that own conscience be true, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Matthew, thank you so much for being on. And folks, uh, get Matthew's work. Super important that you do. And with that being said, CJ, take it away.